Let's go, girls. This is Jennifer Blome and Wendy Weiss. Come on. On KTRS. Brought to you by STL Medical Weight Loss. See the Dr. Joe difference at stlmedweightloss.com. I have one thing to say. Burr. I know. I, I saw you walking into the building, and the first thing we said to one another was, be careful what you wish for. That's right. I take back everything. you will surely get it. I have to turn the heat on just to keep the condo up to 68. Good grief. I think it's the first time in four years I've had it on. That's what happens in high rise. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Connor. Good morning to all of you. All the ships at sea, <laughs> all right. the frozen ships at sea. The Royal Banks Reserve text lines open at eight four one two six. And boy, do we want to hear from you today. We will check in with Cherry, Sherry Preston from ABC News about the Iowa caucuses. And Joe Holliman will join us in our next hour, as he always does. Joe's Political Fix, stltoday.com. But we want to hear from you on many things. First, can we talk about the award ceremony, which I read about today and you watched? I watched, night? yes. I watched uh, the, it was like this Fabulous, perfect storm. But it was really, everything was very repetitive um, because the, you know, you had the Golden Globes last weekend. Then you had the Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday night, uh, which are wonderful. I mean, they're very prestigious. I don't know if people realize that. I did not. But they are. They The Critics' Choice Awards are prestigious. And... Um, uh, is that the same thing as the Creative Something Awards? I, I don't know. We'll have to ask Lynn Benhouse. I, I was pretty I sure she sent an email where she said something about Creative Awards. I think that might be the Creative Emmy Awards or the Technical. Yes. Maybe they break oh, that down. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. But last night I watched the Emmy Awards, and they opened up by saying they had 27 awards to give out. So it was like, yee, yee. And it was also the 75th. Anniversary. It was the 75th uh, anniversary of the Emmy Awards. So they did a lot of, you know, um, perusing and, you know, going down, traveling down memory lane. And uh, I don't know how many other people. I I know I'm kind of like the the cheese stands alone. I've never talked to anybody who says, oh, my gosh, I love award shows. I have met one other person who just loves award shows. But I'm sure there are a lot of you out there, right, who love award shows? I think so. And when I was a kid— um, the Academy Awards, that was that was it. That was my Super Bowl. And my, you know, my mother and I would watch or my grandmother and I would watch and, you know, just always. So it brings back a lot of terrific memories. And it's also a reminder of how old you're getting, you know, once a year mm-hmm. because you feel older than ever watching these award shows. I know The Bear and Succession took home a lot of awards. And those are two shows we have discussed with many of you. And Beef. And Beef, beef was... Beef yes. was very highly celebrated last night. Yes, and I think the three of us watched all of those. Did you watch all of those, Connor? I did. Yes. Yeah. But why is the Bear a comedy series? Yes. We can anyone answer this question? Yeah, we we would. Funny. <laughs> no, it's really sometimes not. it is. Like when when the uh, they go to the kids' birthday party and they... that is funny. That yes. was funny. That was funny. That yeah. was funny. But you know, I to compare it to uh, shrinking. Which is comedy with a capital C. Yeah. If I'm shrinking, I'm feeling like I was sort of lost in the shuffle uh, because of the bear. Was the beef uh, a comedy too? 
because oh. was not the beef, but beef. Was that a comedy? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I what, think what ends up happening is that it's uh, 30 minutes. You know, it's a half hour show. So they so just they say, just say well, that's comedy. That's well, what comedies were. I wondered about that because I wondered if they decided to enter it under comedy so they had a better chance of winning. Mm. Or black comedy. Yeah, yeah, because succession would be in the the drama, so that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like when you're wrestling competitively, (laughs) my brothers always weight class. Right, always wanted to drop weight classes so they could my one brother so he could do better, so he would starve himself, get down to the lower weight class. Did he win? I don't know. I just remember the whole family stopped at McDonald's on the way home so he could eat a whole bunch of food and feel sick. <laughs> wow. So I wondered, why was the bear a comedy? Uh, from Mary Lynn this morning, good morning, my fellow Ice Cubes. Could you all please schedule a listener trip to the Florida Keys for next January? Doesn't that sound lovely? It is, r- really. It's it's too cold. Is it like this in Idaho? How do they do it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think anything, any gift from Canada... Along the lines, you know, this time of year is always going to be painful. And I saw I saw something on Facebook this morning. Somebody said, my face hurts. Why do I live in a place where my face hurts? And mm-hmm. I just thought that was such a great question. Probably a lot of people are asking themselves. From the 314, I watched Beef last night after seeing the awards and ended up binging all 10 episodes. And it certainly was the kind of weekend to stay in, cook, read, watch. Yes. Not go out unless you had to. So, so true. Although I will say the gym was really crowded. I think people just kind of needed to get out. And it was cold. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And if anyone has the answer to the question... Why was the bear listed under comedy? Yes, Connor, it was funny from time to time, but I just would not categorize it that way. Hey, just a reminder about taking care of your dental health. You may not want to go out today, but you could call and make an appointment. Baldwin Dental Care. They're on Manchester Road in the old Johnny Mac Sporting Goods store. And uh, they have a new patient special right now, a comprehensive exam, four x-rays, an oral cancer screening, and a cleaning Nothing feels as good as when you just had your teeth cleaned. All for $99 or $100 credit on your account. Baldwin Dental Care is owned by Dr. Kimberly Simon. She really grew up in the practice because it was her dad's. Then she went through those teenage years where she said, I will never do this. Well, now it's the largest female-owned dental practice in the state of Missouri. And they say they remember what it was like to be a patient. And they do. If you have anxiety in the dental chair, they'll take good care of you. They hand you a comfort menu when you go in, and they really care about your emotional well-being in addition to your dental health. New patient special right now, comprehensive exam, four x-rays, an oral cancer screening, and a cleaning for $99 or $100 credit on your account. They offer affordable payment options, Saturday hours, evening hours. They've been doing this for like 50 years, and they are great at it. You can give them a call, 636-227-2552, or Google Baldwin Dental Care. If you stop in, will you please tell them the girl sent you? Can we talk about underwear? (laughs) Underwear ads. Calvin Klein, of course. We've all seen Calvin Klein ads, and there's a new one with Jeremy Allen White. From The Bear. The Bear, which is online. Lynn Venhouse brought this to our attention when she was in. And then I was reading, are you familiar with this British musician, Connor, FKA Twigs? Uh, I am not. 
I but I think not... I saw this story, so right. I, I am from the story. I saw the story where FKA Twigs is this, you know, beautiful, fit, athletic young woman who's in a Calvin Klein ad. She's British. The ad was banned in the UK by the Advertising Standard Authority. Now, have any of you looked at a fashion magazine lately or even TV commercials? I do not understand it. They did not ban Jeremy Allen White's, to the best of my no, knowledge. No, I, I think he actually broke the internet. I mean... Yes. And the one's an actor, one's a musician. Go on YouTube if you haven't seen them. I mean, they're Calvin yeah, Klein Yeah, there's nothing ads. offensive about right. them. Um, remember Marky Mark? Now, Brooke Shields, perhaps that was different. I can't remember if she was underage, and I know there was a documentary about her where she said... I don't know how I survived that period of time. And, you know, she was in movies where she was underage. Right. Pre-baby. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently, because that was, was Pretty Baby directed by Louis Maul? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Candace Bergen's husband. Late husband. Late right. husband. Um, and she lived in a brothel, right? She wasn't. She didn't I, play a prostitute, I don't think. But I, I never saw the movie, actually. I think so. Taxi Driver was also, right. you know, Jodie Foster was underage, you know, mm-hmm. prostitute. But, the, yeah, that's that's the question. And then if you want to even expand that question, 84126, why, why is it that Jeremy Allen White is the master of his own destiny? You know, he, he doesn't. He's clearly and quite spectacularly objectified um, by these campaigns. And he's, you know, laughing all the way to the bank. But FKA Twigs is somehow not capable of that kind of decision making. And then last night I noticed um, during the Emmy broadcast on Twitter, Paul Walter Hauser who is part of the production, I think it's called Blackbird. Are you familiar with that, I've heard of that show, but I have not seen it. Okay, I have not either. Jury duty is kind of creeping onto my screen, you know, like in my brain. So I'm hearing a lot of great things about jury duty with James Marsden, so I guess we've got to watch this. It's very funny. Okay, jury duty? Yes. Okay, then that's all. You, your but seal I don't, of well, approval. Hold on. I don't know if you'd like it, though, because uh, both of you didn't like the Nathan Fielder kind of comedy, and that's what it is. It's the kind of like... Um, it, they're pre- it's a reality show, or they're faking someone out? Yeah, so one person is just a regular person who thinks this is just regular jury duty, and there's a documentary crew there. And, but everyone is actors, so they're kind of like Truman Show. Yeah, I think I could handle that before the one that you told me to watch or that the everybody rehearsal. the rehearsal. That was just that to me was just bonkers. I, I think I tried to watch one of I did, those, but yeah. I didn't get it. I, I did too. Okay, so Paul Walter Hauser was he did a little bit of business, like funny little bit, while they were announcing the nominees, and I think he was eating like popcorn. While they flashed to him after they read his name, he was eating popcorn. Um, he is he is he is obese. Um, uh, he has jokingly said that he would be happy to pose in a Calvin Klein ad. Um, and what? So the internet last night they were grossed out by him 
He was called a pig. That was one of the nicest things they said about him. So why don't we afford overweight men the same kind of body positivity that we do overweight women? Lizzo, there Mm -hmm. are so many different, crazy, weird, mixed messages here. And apparently this is 1823 instead of 2023, where this artist, FKA Twigs, who has been around for a while, she is not capable of making that decision herself, but Jeremy Allen White is. It's like a woman can't say, no, this is object." however you pronounce it, um, I'm not going to let you objectify me. I, don't you think I, that's crazy? Yes, it is crazy. And to me, with both of them and the Sports Illustrated issue with athletes, to me it's inspiration about <laughs> getting fit because these people look so fit. It's like, oh, I, I find it inspiring, even though, you know, I always thought it would be so cool to work out with Jackie Joyner Kersey and everybody else says, why would you want that? You could never keep up. I know I couldn't, but I but find you it would be inspirational. Inspired. Yeah. Um, um, but, of course, she has a sense of her own agency, and she chose this. And when I was on YouTube, it looks like she was in one Calvin Klein ad in 2016. So why now? And why is there more criticism of a man Who's and overweight. his body positivity than there is of a woman. I, That shocks me because yeah. I... If, if you all have any insights, please, please let us know, 84126, because this is a, this is a head scratcher. I also, um, I tried to watch a little bit of Saltburn while I was between oh, football games. Oh, how was games. that? Mark wanted to see it, and I chose some I, other thing, and I chose poorly. Um, there is something about being in a different demographic group than obviously the target audience that makes me incredibly uncomfortable like the 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 young people and their exploited sexuality it's like it just it, it it's like i i don't i don't know how to describe it but it's like i'm out of that demo it just doesn't I don't know what it is. Exploited just, sexuality, as in harassment or something. No, I just mean that if it is, uh, if if the movie is about um, sexuality, if, if it really kind of hinges on the sexuality of a group of kids in school, that just it's like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, no, I'm I'm not gonna watch that. I remember watching a couple episodes of Sex Education, and I think it was about teenagers, and one teenager's mother is a therapist. Mm. And it's all about that discovering, you know, coming of age, sexuality, right. human sexuality. And right, I felt the same way. But I think, uh, yeah, but I like you're in a like you're in a club that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be in. Or like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> those days. Yeah. But it was sort of the same thing that you it was a, sort of the same uh, sensation that you and I had watching Euphoria. Like we were oh. in a room that we didn't belong in. And horrified. Horrified to be so. That this is what it's like now. That's right. But as it was pointed out to me, it's not like that for everyone. It was like this for these L.A. teenagers. Right. Um, From the 636, I highly, highly recommend during duty. Oh, Mike from Accounting. Mike from Accounting. At the end, it's heartwarming. From the 314, Brooke Shields spoke negatively about Blue Lagoon versus the other film she was in when she was young. And she was underage when she did the Calvin Klein ads. And that's where she said, nothing comes between me and me my, and my Calvins. Calvin Klein. And I think she had on a pair of jeans and that was it. That was and it. covered You're up right. everything else. You're right. Um, 
yeah, so I, so far, no explanation about why uh, this this man, this young man, this performer, uh, why we're not celebrating his body positivity, but we're celebrating female body positivity. Um, and there are no incorrect answers. We're well, just trying to figure out what's happening. I was going to say, and I, <laughs> this is not science here. This is just my opinion. In my experience, men seem to have a healthier body image than women. And if they are overweight, they call themselves big. And I'm sure they're, in my experience, they're more women than men who have been on crazy diets. Let me know if I'm wrong. And Twiggy was such a huge influence between Twiggy and Barbie when we were little. It was like, well, you can look like this or you can look like that. It was never strength over skinny. Right. It was never strength, period. No. No, you're you're absolutely right. There's a great um, cartoon where a guy who is overweight is standing in front of the mirror saying, dang, I look good. <laughs> and then the woman who is, you know, got a terrific figure, she is, her caption is, dang, I look fat. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, there's, it's just a totally different thing. Ugh. Well, I know you all spent a lot of time at home over the weekend, and still there were not too many cars in the garage this morning. So as you look around, did you think it's time to downsize? I know a lot of you in our audience are in that demographic. Encore Consignment Gallery can help you. They are the go-to experts if you want to consign your gently used upscale furniture and home goods and avoid the hassle of posting and pricing and phones and emails and meeting with strangers. Encore Consignment Gallery can do it all for you. Here's how it works. Take pictures of your furniture, rugs, artwork, and accessories and send them to photos at EncoreSTL.net. Ronnie Hinton is the new owner of Encore Consignment Galleries. He and his staff will contact you. They'll discuss details and they will stage your items in one of their two showrooms. And if you have a house full, let them know that, and they'll help you with that. If you'd like to redecorate without breaking the bank, visit Encore Consignment Galleries. They have two locations, Lamp and Lantern Village in Town and Country, the Kirkwood stores at the corner of Manchester and Lindbergh. Ronnie's into art. I am too, so there's lots of art at affordable prices. It's all upscale, gently used furniture and home goods, our house, restoration hardware, All different kinds of styles, vintage, modern, traditional, you name it, Encore Consignment Gallery has it. Lamp and Lantern Village in town and country and the Kirkwood store at the corner of Manchester and Lindbergh. If you stop in, you'll have a great shopping experience. And please tell them the Big 550 sent you. Are you looking for a good meal and you don't feel like cooking today? Check out Three Bay Barbecue and Bakery. It is a locally owned restaurant inside the West County Phillips 66 station at Clayton Road in 141. Years ago, the owners, Rick and Carol Gross, decided to turn the service bays into a restaurant. The food there is fantastic. Pulled pork, chicken, or brisket. They have a sirloin steak wrap with Swiss cheese and sriracha sauce on one side for $12.99. A Philly cheese steak sandwich and quite a dessert selection. All flavors of gooey butter bars, gluten-free brownies. You could fill up your car with gas at the West County Phillips 66 station and stop in for lunch or call ahead for curbside pickup if you like. 636-227-1208. Maybe you don't want to get out of your car today. They will understand the full menu is online at three bay bbq and bakery.com then stop by the west county phillips 66 station at clayton road in 141 you won't be disappointed i guarantee you don't forget to tell them ktrs sent you
From the 618, somebody says, I agree, just look at Leonardo DiCaprio. Did he used to be big or? I don't understand that. I don't either. Somebody please tell us. Yeah, because he was never overweight. Mm -hmm. Unless he was for a movie? No. But no. I Do tell us what you meant by that. Yeah, he was never overweight. Um, Carrot Cake Liz says, negativity never goes away. It just gets redirected with cultural shifts. And I think she is... I think she's right about that. Mm-hmm. I think she's right about that. Yes. Are there double standards? Of course. There we, always will be. We watched the Barbie movie, and Mark's just a few years younger than I am, but I know the Barbie movie is experienced differently by women who had Barbie dolls as little girls. Right. Because I was laughing my head off and relating to parts of it that he wasn't. And I was just oh. saying, you know, I remember this when first there were only baby dolls. So as a little girl, you're a mommy to a baby doll, and then here comes this Barbie doll. And we were like, yes, well, it we was, want to be that. Right. And it was like it was like a variation of paper dolls because mm-hmm. we loved to get to change the outfits. <laughs> and what I thought was so interesting was that little uh, was I guess it was a um, horizontal stripe black and white. Thing. I remembered all these. I did, outfits. T- I did, too. I did, too. And the little purses and all of the things uh, that because. Actually, both of our girls were Barbie girls. They were not baby doll girls, which was interesting. They did the American Girl thing mm-hmm. for a little while just to get us, you know, d- more deeply in debt because that's <laughs> what happened when you bought that American Girl <clears throat> pr- uh, pilgrimage to Chicago. Yes, right? from the six one eight. In general, men have not been bombarded uh, with as much body image media that women have, or correct, and and that. You know, men are just, I think, taught to accept themselves. I think men, in my opinion only, have been harshly judged on their wallets. And women have been harshly judged on their bodies. So a man who... I think that's a needlepoint billow. I think mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely And from the 618, right. Liz, carrot cake Liz hit the nail on the head. Um, Team carrot cake Liz. Yeah. From the from the three one four Brooke Shield speaks very badly, very harshly about that Blue Lagoon period uh, versus the other films she did when she was young. And yes, she was underage. Maybe did you already read that one? I'm sorry. That's okay. She really has turned out. It seems I say this like I know her, but watching the documentary, a grounded, surprisingly uh, normal, assured normal person, right? right. Um, from the six one eight, and this is interesting because Ellen Ross at Curtain Exchange. She posted something like this on Facebook a few weeks ago. Have you ever heard the term Hergel Durkle? No. But that is that is actually a term, uh, a word for the day, Hergel Durkle, a 200-year-old Scottish term meaning to lounge in bed long after it is time to get up. A lot of people were doing that over the weekend and in this weather, and I think that's true. I like that word, Hergel Durkle. I like tofuti. Those words are fun to say. <laughs> Tofuti. Turkey with tofu or something like that. I know, but after three days of Herkle Durkling, I was saying to Mark, do you feel like you have less energy because we haven't been doing as much? Is this what happens? I I think it might. You know, we were not as physically active as we usually are. Well, see, I can't figure out if, because I keep saying to Chris... Because I know I still sound like I have whatever I have, but I don't. I mean, it's been two weeks now, but I am 
so incredibly weak. And there is something called post-viral fatigue. Well, you didn't eat for a long time. I didn't eat for a long time, and I wasn't sleeping. And so I guess... That'll do it. That, I guess that combination, <laughs> yes. that zippy combination will, yes, it will make you fatigued. They deprive so, prisoners of war of sleep for a good reason. It can induce psychosis. I'm not saying that in this oh, case. Oh, you got it. But oh, in, I was there. There is sleep deprivation-induced psychosis. Oh, no, I was there. And I remember my pediatrician telling me the same thing. She said they used to wait until the prisoners of war were just about to enter REM sleep, and then they would wake oh. them up. She said, that's exactly what your babies are doing Mm -hmm. to you. Right. They're just so much cuter. (laughs) Yes, they are, and they love you back. They do love you back. (laughs) So true. Uh, The Jennifer and Wendy Show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And it's January, so, of course, a lot of people made all of these huge sweeping statements about resolutions. But I do think most of us think about, it's a spectrum, or may become obsessed with making changes at this time of year. Maybe it's just your surroundings. You want to tidy things up or make a lot of trips to goodwill or just move things around. Maybe it's the relationships in your life that you stop and take a look at and say, what am I doing right or what am I doing wrong? So please give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it is designed with you in mind. It is designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. Therapy can really help us find our strengths so we can ditch those extreme resolutions and just make small changes one at a time, a little bit at a time, and they'll really stick. And maybe you just want to learn some new coping skills that you can use in your relationships with other people. And BetterHelp makes it so easy, so all you have to do is fill out a very brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapist at any time for no additional cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made and visit BetterHelp.com slash J&W today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-N-W. say this thing before we move on, Wendy. I had lunch over the weekend with friends and an HR friend said, men know their worth and they ask, they ask to be compensated. Women don't know their worth and they don't know how to ask. And the same thing with body image. Men, but you know, I know as somebody pointed out, you can't make gross generalizations about anyone, but uh, I just did. (laughs) And I think men are more comfortable with their body image and haven't been subjected to the same kinds of pressures that women have been and still are. When you look at uh, Internet talk or read newspaper articles about young girls today, that tween age, and how they are influenced by so these days, not not fashion magazines, but social media. But the it sort of harkens back to the conversation we were having a week ago when the New York Times, because there's nothing else worth reporting um, in the world today, but but to ask questions and to to do some sort of an expose on Taylor Swift's sexuality, you and I were both completely floored by that because we thought that we had moved well past that, but apparently we haven't. Mm. And some of our brilliant texters, you know, like Carrot Cake Liz and uh, some of the others who are not maybe identif- – we, we can't identify you. People have said that it's always been like this. It will always be mm-hmm. like this. 
it's just the cycle and that at, for a while, you know, the culture kind of covers these things up um, and then we just revert back to we revert back to type. But somebody did say that men have been portrayed very badly since Me Too. I don't think there's I don't think there's any doubt about that where I mean, when you think of all of the men who never had a day in court it was just the court of public opinion mm-hmm. and they there was i mean there was never a conversation it was you are voted off the island now if if that happened to a woman and maybe it has happened and i just can't recall it um but i think people would be really screaming but now this whole fka twigs mm-hmm. she's not capable of she's not capable capable of defending herself when if she feels she's being objectified, the whatever it was in the UK, the standards and practices, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, um, you talk about crash helmet radio and want to see where my mind goes when you're talking about the Me Too movement and toxic masculinity. I listen to a lot of podcasts about health and nutrition, and some guy was saying there is no such thing as toxic masculinity. And he is worried about young men who are teenagers who have uh, internalized this toxic masculinity and think they should not be masculine. And then you add to that our diets and exercise. And he said there are a lot of young men who have very low levels in their systems of testosterone. Oh, that, and oh, yeah. it's worrisome oh. because they don't feel like getting up and going and doing anything or dating. And he wasn't exactly saying why young men have low levels of testosterone when they're supposed to be higher. He was just saying, as a physician, he noted it. That's been going on for actually quite a while. When, and have I, you, I, Do you know anything I, about what the reasons only are? Only on social media because, and then if you look at the, or if you listen to the ED commercials that today are so, so prevalent, they're everywhere and they're talking about younger and younger men so you don't know is it environmental environmental or is it diet is it i mean you you just you have no way of knowing but but yeah these things are they're i i'm sure they're being researched they furiously. are i was listening to this harvard physician who is researching our gut health and fructose fructose mm-hmm. you know which is different than glu- glucose and he said fruit is genetically modified to make it sweeter these days. I don't know if that's true, how they do it. And the interviewer, who's also a physician, was saying, if you pick a blueberry off a bush, it's bitter. If you get blueberries in the store, They're it's sweet. sweet. But they, I don't know how they gen- genetically modify it. Look at this from the 314. Could it possibly, and we're talking about the testosterone levels in young men, um, could it have anything to do with hormones in milk? You know, or the I, way cattle is fed, grass-fed right. versus corn. It's fascinating right. to me, but I, I wish I knew more about it. You hear one doctor say one thing, another physician say another thing. It's hard to know what to believe. It, it really is. We had, and at some point today, we were going to have to talk about football. Yes, because that's what I meant from, to do, but we ran out from of a From a hate-watching standpoint, this was like... This was like the city of St. Louis won the gold and the silver, okay, because the Rams were sent packing, and then Jerry Jones also sent packing. And I don't mean any disrespect to all of you Cowboy fans. Alvin Reed is probably still not taking nourishment because he loves the Cowboys so much. 
But um, Jerry Jones is believed, at least by the people who live at my house, to have been complicit in the Rams move. And Mm. so Mm. for Jerry Jones to get denied again by the Packers, Joe Holloman is probably he's probably still (laughs) he's probably still hurtling through the atmosphere. Joe and Ray Hartman are the biggest. They are the biggest Packer fans that I know here in St. Louis. So, well, I, you know, I sat in front of the television a lot this weekend for football because I read a book and a half. <laughs> and once in a while, Mark would say, pay attention to this. You'll need this to talk You're to Wendy. Need this pay on attention. Monday. And so I sort of recall something about Jerry Jones and oh. saw the open about the Packers and Lambeau Field, even though they didn't play the game at Lambeau Field. It was glorious. Yes, it was glorious. But, you know, I love books. We love books. We're so happy the St. Louis County Library is sponsoring the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club, and those fall on different days of the week. But we feature the authors who visit St. Louis County Library, and they always tell us how much they love St. Louis readers. Yes, they do. And the St. Louis, for so many different reasons, uh, the St. Louis County Library has a winter reading challenge. It kicked off December 1st and it runs through January 31st. So you can visit their website and learn so much more uh, because really the St. Louis County Library is a treasure. And if you haven't been there recently, then you haven't been there. Once you get your library card, you don't have to leave home if you don't want to. They have an e-media blitz. St. Louis County Library offers a variety of free e-media to download or stream. So you can get your books that way, audiobooks, magazines, and much more. And they'll teach you how to download free e-media to your device once you get your library card. Uh, And they have all sorts of workshops, too, that you can access right from your own home. And the other thing that uh, we just absolutely love getting to share with you is their library of things. Think about that, a library of things. This is a unique collection of non-traditional library materials, including musical instruments, fishing equipment, games, kits, puzzles, and so much more. Find out what your child and you really love to do. These are all available to check out for free with a library card. Go online to figure out how to get yours if it's been a while. St. Louis County Library, slcl.org. Well, the Iowa caucuses were held yesterday. Let's check in with Sherry Preston from ABC News uh, to find out some of the highs, the lows, the surprises, or not so much. Sherry, welcome to the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Hi, Jennifer and Wendy. Thanks for having me a lot. I loved what you guys were saying about the library, that library of things in my personal library. They have museum passes and games. I love it. Oh, anyway, wonderful. You, you called me to talk about Iowa. <laughs> I sort of changed, changed things up. Um, you know, I, I tell you, if here in Iowa, it, it has been uh, really cold, uh, as you know, uh, in St. Louis. And it, but, you know, it, and there, the turnout was low. But it was a very, very strong night for Donald Trump. I mean, you know, he, he won women. He won men. He won college-educated voters, non-college-educated voters, uh, Republicans who live in the country, those who live in the cities. Turnout significantly lower than 2016 because of the cold. However, you know, people who did come out say that they were convinced that he was the right person for the job. And now it's a real question going forward to New Hampshire then Nevada, then South Carolina, then Super Tuesday, you know, how long do 
Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley stick with this because, you know, between them, they got about 40 percent of the vote compared to Donald Trump's 50 percent. So they're still 10 points behind, even if you combined both of their numbers. Uh, it was a really interesting time here in, in Iowa. I've never I've never attended a caucus before. And I found it really fascinating how they how they carry out the process and, and really how face to face it is. Um, because, you know, people gathered in, I was at a Baptist church, uh, a couple of colleagues were in high school gyms, some others were at rec centers, and, um, you know, when it all came down to it, it, it was it was Donald Trump's uh, uh, race to lose, and he certainly he did not lose at all. He had a very strong showing last night. He did, and Sherry, what were the pundits saying about Ron DeSantis's uh, second-place finish I know that Nikki Haley seemed to be coming on strong in the uh, lead up to the caucuses, but that did not materialize for her. No, it really didn't. And she had some strong poll numbers going into New Hampshire as well. Now she's got some serious decisions to make because she could do well there. And, you know, she's not polling as well as Donald Trump, even in her own state. Um, So, you know, for Ron DeSantis, that was that was big. But for both of these candidates, really for both of them, as we're talking about it, you know, the decision has to be, how long do you give it? You know, how long do you give it? If one of them, if, if the thought was that if Nikki Haley had a really strong showing here in Iowa, a strong second place finish, that would propel her. That would give her momentum, the big mo, as they call it, going into New Hampshire. Didn't happen. Um, you know, she came in third place, and, and that's not the kind of momentum you need if you want to stick to this. So as of now, you know, I think we're looking at, uh, ex- you know, exactly when these guys, you know, how long they give it. Uh, you know, I, I was at a Vivek Ramaswamy event here in, in Iowa, and, you know, he was asked, are you going to stick with this till the very end? Can we count on it? And he said, absolutely. I will be in it until Inauguration <laughs> Day. And then it was like, um, okay, an hour no. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check my watch. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, what's really kind of interesting, Sherry, is the vice presidential sweepstakes, because uh, candidate Trump said last week that he had already made his decision. So you're absolutely right. If these other two were in hopes, and I suppose it could still be one of the other two, um, if if they had any hopes of landing that Veep spot, it's still going to come at a pretty steep price tag, isn't it? Well, yeah. And, you know, there's been some thought uh, that 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 position might go to Tim Scott. He might offer something to um, Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, that he said he's already made up his mind um, and and the decision has been made. He's going to have to have somebody strong because, you know, as soon as he picks that person, that person is going to be out campaigning a lot because over the next eight, nine months, Donald Trump is going to be in court a lot. He's in court today in the E. Jean Carroll case. And he's going to be making court appearances numerous times throughout the year. So whoever it is is going to have to be somebody who can really speak for him, be his surrogate. I think you'll see somebody possibly a little bit more dynamic than than Mike Pence was. Not as dynamic as Trump, um, because that's hard to find a person like that. But you're gonna you could you know you could find somebody like that. And I think that that'll be really interesting. The fact that you know Ramaswamy dropped out so quickly, what that might mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Sherry, I have one important question. Was Kelly Jackson as happy in college as she is these days? And I've worked with her and been friends with her for decades. 
Kelly Jackson, I've told this story numerous times, is the reason that I am sitting here talking to you right now. Because we were friends in high school, went to different high schools in Quincy. And I was very not much not in love with my major, which was music education. And Kelly said, uh, you know what? I'm going down to Carbondale to study broadcast. Why don't you just come down and we'll, we'll, <laughs> oh we'll hang out? There you go. And we I, all love us some Kelly Jackson. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sherry Preston, well. <laughs> thank you for joining us it on the did. Jennifer and Wendy Show. Thank you, Jennifer and Wendy. Nice talking to you guys. <laughs> Take care. You too. Coming up on News with uh, Steve Potter and more from ABC, this is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis. Welcome to the second hour of the Jennifer and Wendy Show on this Tuesday, January 16th. Trust you all had a good weekend and are still trying to stay warm. It is Tuesday, so time to check in with Joe Holloman from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, stltoday.com. And, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't say, Joe, congrats on the Packers, and we both thought about you this weekend. Ah, wasn't that beautiful? And and even better, it was against the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. I think we should start playing all our playoff games down in Dallas, so... But that I don't was... want to rub it in. I don't want to be one of them. I'm just going to rejoice in the fact that the Packers win and not dwell too long on how especially sweet it always is to beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> did I mention that it was that we beat the Dallas Cowboys? All right, never mind. Never mind. You, you did, but you're entitled because yes. that was that was just glorious the... to have what... to have both uh, Stan Kroenke and Jerry Jones dispatched on the same day. That was just brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 I find it amazing that uh, uh, there are so many Dallas Cowboy fans, and especially if there's any left in St. Louis after Jerry Jones. And it will also will mention the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs in that group as well, uh-huh. who were more than happy to vote for the Rams to go to uh, Los Angeles. Uh, why there are so many fans here, uh, I don't get it. But uh, I always have a tough time because when it comes to sports franchises, I have a very tough time as to figure is which one I dislike more, the Chicago Cubs or the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and so to me, like, hell would be that the only athletic game is somehow a game between the Cubs and the Cowboys, uh-huh. even though they're not the same. Because there's nobody to root for there. Mm. There's absolutely <laughs> zero to root for. So well, I, I was I was very pleased with the results. And your name was mentioned in both of our households. Let's get, bless your heart. Let's get down to business. What is going on in Cahokia Heights with this sewage problem? Well, you know, it just seems to be one of these that, uh, and, and U.S. Representative Nikki Budzinski, who is a freshman, and it kind of found herself in the middle. This has been going on for decades. Flooding in the Cahokia Heights, which is uh, near East St. Louis, that general area of St. Clair County, uh, has been causing problems for decades. And it just seems to be one of these that uh, the Corps of Engineers and it's the Department of Natural Resources. And, you know, you have just this absolutely massive mess of government agencies all involved with it. And nothing seems to be getting done. But uh, Representative Basinski has kind of jumped into the situation and has uh, gotten an increase or trying to get an increase in the amount of money set aside to uh to respond to this problem, they had set aside $100 million, and uh, she's trying to get it increased to $200 million. And then she and the U.S. senators from Illinois, Dick Durbin and Tammy Duckworth, uh, have both both asked for a study of the health uh, damage that this has done. And what this is, is this flooding and whatnot has over the years caused raw sewage to come.
come up into homes and into Mm -hmm. yards throughout the area. And they're wondering what kind of health effects these have had over the years. So they're also trying to get money to spend uh, to study what the problem is. Budzinski's trying to push them on. It seems to be one of these that's perpetually stuck in the planning feasibility stage. Mm. And she's trying to get it moved into an engineering design phase. Let's move forward with this. Uh, But, uh, you know, so far to no avail, but it certainly seems to be in this first what year and a half that uh, Ms. Bazinski has been in office, it is certainly uh, one of the two main issues in the Metro East area that she's paid close attention to, the other one being Granite City Steel uh, and the closing over there. Though there's not a lot she can do when a company decides to sell and close down, but she's been uh, keeping a close eye on both of those issues. How hard could it be to buy out the residents, Joe? Um you're talking about the federal government, and you use the words, how hard should it be? Well, that's an that's a excellent point. But. We're on feasibility study number seven. I mean, you know, it's yeah. uh, how hard it could be. And, I, I mean, I think the other things, too, is is look at how long, and it was national news. Look how long it took them to come up with something for Times Beach. Yes, that's true. A, and a this much has... smaller area that made national news. I would imagine that there's a lot of people here in, the St. Louis area. And in fact, until I started covering this job, I, I vaguely under, heard Cahokia Heights, but it wasn't like it was a big issue. You know, they're like, oh my God, national crisis where Times Beach was all over the place. And it still takes them years. I mean, the federal government, you can be assured of two things. They will move slow and they will cost more money than it needs to. You know, I mean, those are the two constants of federal government. Yeah. And, and I think what uh, Ms. Vidzinski is trying to do is simply say, okay, I understand it's going to cost. Then it lets least move a, with a little bit uh, more alacrity uh, to get it solved. I mean, yes, it sounds like there would be simple solutions of buyouts, but there's, you know, I mean, what's the old Oscar Wilde? The pure and simple truth is rarely pure and never simple. I mean, right. uh, so, I mean, you've got this many uh, federal agencies state agencies involved uh i imagine that it's a massive headache and uh you know kudos to miss bazinski and durbin and duckworth who you know because i'm sure there is probably i don't know a tractor trailer full of paperwork that's yeah. already been generated over the years so getting the government to move on it but but certainly something needs to be done i agree with you there and i think that's the logical position of how hard would this be and my only answer to that again is that the federal government can find a way to make it hard. Well, it's just, it's, excuse me, it's just so hard to believe um, because this is an impoverished area. This would not right. be happening in an affluent area. It simply wouldn't be federal government right. I mean, or, it, or not. Right. It would, it would never. It would. It would have never occurred in the first place. In that, the, the minute any sort of flooding problem would have cropped up, it would have been handled. But when you do have a low income. A disadvantaged area, um, there you go. You're going to yeah. fall on the, toward the bottom list. Times Beach was a disadvantaged area. Mm-hmm. The thing with Times Beach, it just caught national news at that time, and dioxin right. uh, was a new thing. If you mean, you know, and I'm not trying to to mitigate dioxin, but it, but it was something new. This is raw sewage. I mean, so you know, there's nothing but uh, attractive for the lack of a better word, to this, whereas dioxin was this new 
chemical that was going to spread diseases and disaster everywhere. And here was this little town that got flooded with it, so on and so forth. Uh, this here's raw sewage that doesn't excite anybody from the sort of publicity side of the issue unless you live in it yeah they wouldn't want to live there that's for sure right right how are you dealing with all the cold are you staying in like the rest of us i do when i can you know i mean the thing is it gets up today what like nine yeah it's like almost (laughs) beach weather i mean uh you know but I, I stayed in pretty much on the weekend. See, on on uh, on Sunday, the, there was a football game. The Packers played the Cowboys and, and beat the Cowboys. We heard about that. So I, okay. I, I just wanted to make sure everybody in the listening audience knew that and that Alvin Reed knew that, too. Oh, um, Thursday's going to be really uncomfortable. Oh, I can't oh, wait I to watch Donnybrook. You are going to be there. Yes, you are. Probably should have had one of those bets where to make Alvin wear a Packers hat or something, you know. Oh. So, Why do I think you're going to wear a cheese head or something green no, and yellow? That would, that would, that would, no, no, I'd, no hats. No hats on Donnybrook. <laughs> That's uh, but, true. Uh, but uh, Ray Hartman and I are going to try to think of some fireworks display that we can set off behind Alvin. Oh, but, good. Well, uh, the rest of us will enjoy this on Donnybrook on Channel 9, <laughs> Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Joe Holliman. Uh, I don't mind the cold that much. I just stay in. If I don't have to go anywhere, I don't. Yeah, we're, yep. we're with you there. Thanks so much for joining us, Joe. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll see you Thursday night. All right. See you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Joe. It's January 16th, January, February, March, April. Three months until tax filing time. Do you need help? Capital Advisory Group is there to help you. Jeff Zuval is the chief tax strategist and wealth planner at Capital Advisory Group. And he has a radio show here on the Big 550 every Saturday called Keep What's Yours. And it's all about keeping more of your hard-earned dollars in your pocket and not overpaying Uncle Sam. But you have to be familiar with the tax codes and the laws that change every year. And that's what Jeff Zufall and his staff at Capital Advisory Group can do for you. They can walk you through the year. When tax filing season comes along, they have an accounting division there. They can take care of you so there will be no panic because you'll be well prepared. Another thing you need to be prepared for is retirement. And it may not be on your radar, but if it's in your future in a few years, you might want to sit down with Jeff Zufall and Capital Advisory Group and they can tell you whether you can afford to retire, and then start the conversation with you about things like taxes you'll pay in retirement, health care costs, when to take your Social Security, and how you can rest assured you won't outlive your money. And if you're on the other ends of things where you're just starting out your career, Jeff and his staff can help you learn to save and invest for the long term. Give them a call, 636-394-5524. You can look them up online, capitaladvisorygrp.com, or listen in to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall from Capital Advisory Group, and Josh Gilbert from The Heidi Glau Show every Saturday at 3, every other Sunday at 7, right here on The Big 550. Jennifer and Wendy's Song of the Day. On The Big 550. KTRS. On this date, 1980, the people who were being held at Tokyo's uh, Narcotics Detention Center welcomed a new person who was brought in and stayed there for nine days. The crowds on the outside of the Tokyo Narcotics Detention Center were screaming, and the people who were detained there were led in sing-alongs by none other than Paul McCartney. He was making his first visit to Japan since the Beatles tour of 1966 and 1980. It was going to be an 11-city concert by his band Wings, but instead his visit was limited to nine days in the Tokyo Narcotics Detention Center because Paul McCartney 
was found to be carrying half a pound of marijuana in his baggage. Now, the amount was large enough to warrant a smuggling charge and a potential seven-year prison sentence. Japan had a reputation for rigorous enforcement of its strict anti-drug laws, but of course it was not a foregone conclusion that McCartney would stay there. And what could they do? (laughs) He was leading sing-alongs, and there was a large crowd outside. So he was uh, let go, and here is our song of the day by Wings. With a little bug, we can help it out. We can make this whole damn thing work out. With a little love, we can lay it down. Can't you feel a town exploding? There is no end to what we can do together. he thinking, right? He had been denied a visa earlier, and he was interviewed about this 20 years after his arrest, and he was getting all psychological, saying maybe what he really wanted was an excuse to disband Wings, which he did shortly after that, but he said, he also said, the stuff was too good to flush down the toilet. I just had to take it with me. Oh, wow. I guess That's a honesty. sense of entitlement, but, you know, he is Paul McCartney. Mm, because a half a pound... Well, actually, it... Or was it was it a pound? It was... That's a significant... Half a pound. Half a pound. That's significant. <laughs> At least it was back then. Yes. And our quote of the day is from another celebrity, Dolly Parton. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. Love me some Dolly, don't we all? Yes, we all do. Um, and who we used to be, we used to be white-knuckle dental patients. <laughs> That's correct. But we're not anymore. That is so correct. You can always, you can always change these things. And that is the beauty of life, right? Um, Baldwin Dental Care changed that white-knuckle dental experience for Jennifer and uh, and for me. Uh, because both of us had lost our dentist to retirement because dentists want to retire one day, and that is exactly what they did. But, you know, when you are at a certain age and sometimes the uh, the work that needs to be done can be extensive uh, or maybe not extensive, you want to be with somebody that you, you know, you really like and you feel good about. And that is exactly what happened when we both found Baldwin Dental Care. I found it because of Jennifer, and we'll always be grateful to her for that. Um, it's it's actually pretty simple. They hand you a comfort menu. They get to know you, uh, your likes and your dislikes. And so every time you come in, it's a Goldilocks experience. Uh, if you want a blankie, if you want goggles, if you want to watch Netflix on the ceiling, if you don't want any conversation at all, they will accommodate you. It's all about making you comfortable. They have uh, they have weekend and evening hours also designed to make you comfortable. And they have plenty of parking. They're in the old Johnny Mac Sporting Goods store when you're driving west on Manchester and you see the Welcome to Baldwin sign. You are just about in the parking lot. You will love them. 636-227-2552. 
That's 636-227-2552. And please be sure to tell them that the girls sent you. In Tuscany right now, it's 52 degrees. Want to go there? (laughs) We're planning a trip there on September 4th, thanks to Colette and Altair Travel, and we hope that you will join us. We're having an event in the Altair Travel living room on January the 30th at 6 p.m., and we'll learn all about taking this trip to Tuscany on September the 4th. Hope that you will give them a call to sign up, 314-968-9600. What we'll do is unpack for a leisurely seven-night, one-hotel stay in a beautiful resort and spa in Tuscany. Enjoy the fabulous local wines and the region's famous cuisine. We'll discover sprawling vineyards, medieval hill towns, and explore the cultural treasures of Florence, which is known as the Cradle of the Renaissance. We get to explore little towns. And one of the things about Colette and Altair when we go on these trips, they take care of everything. By that, I mean the flights, the meals, hotels, sightseeing, and local experiences. It's always so much fun to meet the local guides, and we are accompanied usually by uh, Laurie and Maeve from Altair Travel. So we have St. Louisans with us, and then we meet local travel guides over there. So we do have a job when we're on these trips, and that job is to have fun, and boy, do we ever. So don't miss out. Join me and the folks from Colette and Altair to learn more on January the 30th at 6 p.m. in the Altair Travel Living Room. You can RSVP by calling our friends at Altair Travel at 314-968-9600. You can ask for Lori or Maver, anybody, and just say you want to come out January 30th and learn all about the trip to Tuscany on September the 4th. Or for more information, just go to KTRS.com. Okay, I have a question, and I was texting with one of you about Macintosh apples. What happened to them? I haven't seen them in a store. This one texter was saying that they have genetically modified apples so that they are sweeter, they crossbreed, and they don't brown if you leave them out in the open air. That I haven't noticed, but I've noticed I can never find Macintosh apples. If you know, 84126. The Royal Banks, Missouri tax line's open. Somebody else watched Sunday morning yesterday, and we watched, or rather two days ago, we watched the interview with jo- Jodie Foster. What a what a cool woman. Isn't she? She really is. And it was interesting to hear her talk about her ambivalence toward the whole business. And she started very young, and her mother always told her, you can drop out any time. Yeah. Jody said, mm, yes and no. <laughs> You could drop out and we don't eat, or right. <laughs> you can keep going. Yeah, those pesky house payments uh-huh. and those those children who need to be fed. But she has maintained uh, quite a bit of her privacy over the years, and they showed a photo of her with her two teenage sons who she's raising, and she was talking about how she thought this was, her time was over, and now it was time to help promote some other people. So she was somewhat surprised at the... Uh, popularity of Nyad and True Detective, which you and Connor have talked about. I haven't watched yet. Yeah, it is. I guess it just started last night. Um, the the season. Or I think Sunday night. Sunday night. Did you see it, Connor? I, I did. I did. Uh, it's good. It, I thought it was good, but not as good as the first season. So, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you know, we are hard, going to it's get It's hard to, to beat. Um, 
it's hard to live up to, but very it, hard. Hopefully, this season is good. It's kind of like um, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Um, they they did such in, they did such amazing work in those early seasons that any subsequent season is sort of like yeah not quite up mm-hmm. to up to snuff so well um, what makes it harder is those shows are at least uh 5 years but in they are you know all the same show right right this isn't you know this anthology is... right so everything changes so mm. to live up when you have none of the same cast or directors right. or anything storylines yeah nothing it gets very hard um i've often wondered when they start a breaking bad or sopranos does the showrunner as they're called or the head writer have an ending in mind or do they just want it to go on and on forever like Grey's Anatomy, now the longest running, uh, I don't know, that's not a sitcom, hospital drama on TV. And that's been going forever with all different actors, although the main actor stays. Katherine Heigl. Now, see, I thought that um, Meredith Ellen Pompeo, I thought she left the series. Apparently she did not because they she was back last night with the maybe she did and I I gave up somewhere along around the tenth or the eleventh. Me too. Or I think I watched ten seasons. Yeah, I never got to the plane crash, which was a jumping off point for quite a few people. But Catherine Heigl was part of their ensemble last night as they looked back on on uh, on Grey's Anatomy, and that was nice because she had, by all accounts, severed completely her relationship with Shonda Rhimes when she criticized the writing um, during the one season. And that, I believe, that was youthful. That's what she, I read, that's what she said. I was young. I made mistakes. I I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And... um, Boy, so, haven't we all? Oh my gosh! I mean, oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's like you know, you see these little, you see these memes or these little cartoons on uh, on social media about what life would have been like for us with social media. I mean, Wendy, I think about that a lot and think it would have been brutal. I I can't even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad enough the first time without social media. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young and stupid, you are young and stupid, right? In every in in every way. Um, so, then yeah. to be shamed on social media or oh to be left God. out of your peer group, which oh some very my. little kids—I mean, tweens or or maybe anybody, yeah, teenagers, high schoolers—see that everybody else is getting together and they're not included. That would be oh, really hard on a so difficult, young person. so difficult. Um, from the 314, just wanted to send you gals some love. I'm so glad you came to work today. I'm at home with my son going on five days. Please pray for me. We will pray for you. <laughs> we will pray for you. How old is your son? <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like a little one. Sounds like a little one. <laughs> How are the little ones in your world doing? Um, they are. They have been blessedly removed from my orb since I've had this. Mm-hmm. So I have not. I've not seen them in an interest to keep them healthy. Um, but we're going to have Joe on Thursday. Oh, that's good for several nights because they're taking Henry to Florida. Mm-hmm. Boy, Florida sounds good, doesn't it? For anybody, a, anybody listening from Florida for a baby moon. <laughs> Yeah, that baby moon sounds good too, doesn't it? 
You know, the time may come in your life where you need to think about the next step for your parents, and that can certainly be challenging. Uh, So we want to tell you about the best in the business, McKnight Place Assisted Living. We've visited many of these places. And when you move into McKnight, you enjoy a life rich in quality care, genuine friendships, and fun activities. And really glorious luxury apartments. Absolutely beautiful. And they range in size from large suites to two-bedroom apartments with a range of options for square footage. Each unit includes beautiful crown molding and wood-style flooring, kitchens with custom wood cabinets and granite countertops, full-size refrigerators, spacious bathrooms, large windows providing natural light, and nine-foot ceilings. And that all sounds beautiful to everybody. McKnight Place Assisted Living is locally owned. That's so important because that means the staff is from St. Louis. They care about St. Louis. They have offices on site. And if you have a loved one there and you have a concern or something, there's someone right there who you can go to and they care. It really sets McKnight Place Assisted Living apart from many other senior communities because it starts with the people who live there, but it extends to their loved ones, and they've been doing this for over 30 years. They really have a national reputation. Yes, they do. Their commitment to a higher standard of care and personal attention remains steadfast through all of these years. McKnight Place is always here to help Our vibrant residents continue to thrive and pursue their interests. McKnight Place Assisted Living has been recognized by U.S. News & World Report as a 2023-2024 Best Assisted Living Community. Give them a call. Maybe you would like to schedule a tour, 314-993-3333. That's 993-3333. You can visit them at mcknightplace.com. Tell them Wendy and Jennifer sent you and you'll receive a special offer. You know what? uh, You have probably waited to hit that reset button in your house for a long time. Believe me, I know how that goes. Uh, You have things like tuition to worry about. And so um, redoing this room or that room or updating this or that just doesn't seem that important. It is important. It is important. And you know what? You have waited long enough. So call Ellen and Barbara at the Curtain Exchange. Uh, First of all, you will love, love, love the two of them uh, because they're just lovable people. They are really easy to work with. Uh, They have a skill set that I do not have. And uh, it's it's just that idea or or the, the way that they can take an idea or look at a room and see exactly how to make to make it work. Uh, either with what you have already or with a few tweaks. And uh, that is really, really fun, as I said, because I don't possess that skill set. And you really have to have somebody who does before you start making changes willy-nilly that will end up costing you money in the long run. And speaking of money, when it comes to the curtain exchange, there is never an hourly fee. There is never an hourly fee. It is part of the Curtain Exchange service, and that makes them really unique in this industry, uh, in this town. So give them a call, 314-863-1112. That's 314-863-1112, or stop by their beautiful showroom, 8119 Maryland Avenue, in the heart of Clayton. And please be sure to tell them that KTRS sent you.
ask all of you who have texted in on the Royal Banks of Missouri text line from the 314. Linda writes, I am listening from Largo, Florida. It's been mostly overcast and cool the last couple of weeks, but nothing like the Lou. Love the show, Linda. Somebody else, I'm attempting to back, fly back for a cruise, flying Friday to Fort Lauderdale, then to the Caribbean on Saturday for eight days, attempting to head out. Somebody else from the 314 listening to you from the Villages, Florida. Rainy and 72 here. Wow. Love the show. Wow, wow, wow. So I'm glad we can keep people connected and you don't have to be here. Hey, look, Wednesday, it's going to be 36 degrees as a high. Thursday, 32. Do you realize that's going to feel balmy? Right. And we're not, we really aren't complaining because we both love the cold weather. We really do. I I, I do too. I will take this over the fires of Hades in July, Mm -hmm. any day of the week, and, uh, and, and twice on Sunday. Um, so speaking of Sunday, you did watch football? I sat uh, in the living room in a chair, and there was football on the TV. So you were – so Connor at the youth and uh, sports desk here in the studio, <laughs> were you stunned by the Green Bay Packers? Uh, yeah, that one was surprising. Uh, and then last night, the uh, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers just uh, destroying out of the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get over that because I thought the Eagles were they. So the they favorites? St- they start. Uh, they were favored by a little bit, uh, but they they had a really bad end of the season. They started ten and one, and then went, including that game, uh, six losses out of their last seven games. So wow. it was just a real collapse from them. Well, so now, Jennifer, what this means is that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to go through Buffalo. Uh, they're going to have to go to Buffalo. If the um, if the Steelers had won last night. If the Steelers had won. The uh, Texans yeah, would have had to yeah. go through Kansas Arrowhead. Kansas City would have had another home game. Right. Uh, as it is, this is uh, their first road playoff game with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Yeah. So, so I mean, it has. It, it's been a while. It's been um, a while since they had to go out on the road, but you still see that the difference that experience makes in the playoffs because the football, you've got the regular season and then you have the playoffs. Those are two completely different seasons. And um I still wonder how that is going to benefit the Chiefs in Buffalo against Josh Allen, who is playing really, you know, lights out. I, I mean, I don't, right I don't know if it will will benefit them. Although I will say that they they have a, a hold over the Bills. They're kind of they've beaten them uh, every time they played in, in the, the last, playoffs. Yeah, but not in the regular season. The Bills have right. sort of had their way with the Chiefs, but um, it's going to be great. It is going to be great football. And it's the late game on Sunday, right? Yep. It's like uh, six. The or late s- game, and it's going to be freezing cold in Buffalo, and that must affect probably some them. more snow because there's always snow in Buffalo. But it's it didn't. Just... Af- it didn't affect the Chiefs on uh, on Sunday night. No, they... no, it it didn't. Uh, I will say it was just. It seemed like or it was Saturday. just really cold. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much wind there was. I don't know how much snow there was. It didn't seem like there was any coming down. And that 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 is what normally affects it—the snow and the wind. Yeah, and that's why they had to—that's why they had to postpone the game in Buffalo because they were getting the lake effect snow. They weren't mm. just getting 
the uh, the yeah, it frigid looked, temperatures. Yeah, it was completely covered uh, in the stands. It looked like there was feet of snow that they had to shovel out. I did see that. I looked up and saw that. That yeah. was pretty they, funny. They were paying people like $20 an hour yeah, to, to shovel. Yeah, to come shovel, and <laughs> there was still so much snow there. They were throwing snowballs under the field all game. Mm-hmm. If you were watching, uh, just constantly throwing snow onto the field. So it, there was a lot of snow. I tell you what, um, it was hard to watch. It really was hard to watch that game Saturday night knowing what the misery quotient had mm-hmm. to be in Kansas City. How Why would Patrick Mahomes have one arm with no sleeve on it? Uh I think they're, you know, they all want to be tough. You know, they don't want to none of the linemen I think wear sleeves. They want to be, you know. Couldn't you get frostbite after Maybe you would but, you would think. But um, you can't uh you can't be the one guy to wear sleeves. Right? Travis, if everyone else is not wearing Travis sleeves. Travis, one sleeve on and one naked, yeah. or not, you know, sleeveless. Travis Kelsey's brother Jason says he is retiring. He's going to hang it up. Uh, I did see that. I saw that report uh, this morning. Uh, yes. Interesting. What age is he? He is I don't even older know what than like him. I think he's maybe couple, thirty-seven. Yeah, a couple years, a mm-hmm. uh, couple years older. Um, and then the other big news, even though we're not supposed to talk about it is that he and Taylor Swift are allegedly going to be getting engaged um, in the summertime. So. I heard Julie I Buck that say one. that last week. Oh, I did, what? I didn't see that one. Yeah. So I well, you wouldn't, would you? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely. Mark sure about this? told this me the same thing, Wendy, this, uh... so. Yeah, I just think it's kind of, I think it's kind of sweet. Do you leak news and... that you're going to get engaged at a certain time in the future? Is that a real thing? Or are you yeah. talking and you're so famous, somebody overhears you, even somebody you think is in your inner circle, and they let it leak? What I thought was kind of neat was at the game Saturday night, it has now become old hat having Taylor Swift there. Right. It's not a big deal anymore, which is, I'd rather have it that playing out this way than... You know, having it brand new, the the spectacle of it there for the uh, for the playoffs. Yes, we saw Andy Reid's mustache; it was frozen solid. Mm. It was from the six one eight. I heard the field is heated, and with all the heaters on the sidelines, it really wasn't terrible on the field. Well, one of the sideline reporters, and I can't remember her name. I don't think I'd ever actually seen her before. Um, she was saying that it was forty degrees on the fifty yard line. And mm-hmm. so, so they were telling her in the uh, was it? I guess it was ESPN. It was Mike Tallarico and um, um or no? Because it was on Peacock, it so was, it was on. Uh, that was the other thing is that that game was on oh, Peacock only. Yeah. So. so Charles Barkley, people like that were screaming um, bloody murder about the NFL making that decision. Is True Detective on Peacock? No, or that's no. on Max. HBO. On Max. Yeah. Okay. How many social media platforms do you all have? I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I never post on Instagram. I never post on Twitter. Um, Facebook. I used to have Twitter. I mean, back from the first year it started, but I never did anything except... Actually, yeah. I remember watching one awards show back in 2016 or 15 and at the same it was because I worked with someone who loved awards shows so I thought I'll try this and I was on Twitter during the show and being on Twitter was fun watching people they were yes. so funny yes they were better than the awards show the comments about the awards show I to agree. me that year there was a uh, there was a columnist and her name was Nikki 
Oh, my gosh. I can't. But she was savage, savage um, with everybody in Hollywood. And she had, I don't know how many billions of followers she had. I'll have to ask um, Lynn or, or Max if they remember her. Um, but she was she was a force to be reckoned with. And then she just disappeared. At least I think she disappeared. Mm. You know, I asked Susan Sherman from the St. Louis Fashion Fund, who gets to go to fashion shows, New York Fashion Week or in Europe, Paris Fashion Week. And she said that it's now influencers, social media wow. influencers who might have a million followers. So that's even more than they used to have. Oh, they still have fashion journalists at the New York Times. I'm getting to the point where I don't want to say I read the New York Times. I I feel, you know, the crestfallen old, at yeah. some of their... The old gray lady, oh, she ain't what she used to be. I know, that's so true. Um, but you have to read and yeah, stay it was, up. It was the paper of record for <laughs> generations, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's that way the anymore. The Wall Street Journal seems like it is, and I've never been a daily reader of it, but that it has got more interesting because actually when my neighbors got the hard copies, the quality of the paper is different, color photos, and that they've branched out more into popular culture or something besides just saving and watching your wealth. They absolutely have. They are still, I believe, a little bit more right of center Mm -hmm. than than a lot of the other publications um, because I take the the Wall Street Journal um, but not print. I take it digitally, yeah, but not not in uh, the print edition. So, um, how many I, of you still get print hard copy newspapers? I'd, I'd be interested in knowing that. Yeah, I have neighbors I've, who do, but uh, they're older. Uh, I don't know how many people do anymore. I don't like getting the newsprint over my hands. But it took me a while to make the transition. That maybe it was ten years ago or something, and then once I did, I still don't like my Kindle. I read it. On vacation, but, but I don't. It's the, it's well, the no, feel of the pages. I even like reading better on my phone or my iPad than the Kindle. Something about the Kindle is just a learning curve. I do it when I have to, but I'm not as you would, big a fan. You would prefer mm-hmm. not to. John Carney, Julie Buck I'm up so next. Everyone, thank you for joining us, and maybe it'll be a little warmer tomorrow. Ah. Just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to say Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your 